Hey, and welcome to the Summerbrook Takeaway Podcast. I'm Tanner Treffin, and I'm joined by always by Pastor Joey Rumble. But we have a new guest here, Mr. Miguel Flores, our kids pastor. So thanks for joining us, Miguel. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Great to have you, Miguel. Thanks. And we had an awesome Sunday yesterday with the outdoor service. What was your guys, some of your favorite parts of the outdoor service? You want to go first? Sure. Uh, some of my favorite parts, just seeing all the families out there, uh, just seeing all the kids come out and just have a good time. Uh, and, and just always getting into worship with families. I, I love it. I love when I see every generation just uh, worshiping the Lord, and it's awesome. I love the kids' uh, memory verse that you had share. That was really cool after the, they were dancing to that song, and all the kids knew their memory verse, and uh, that was cool. Yeah, and actually Lauren Brinzer was the one that uh, came up with all those moves this uh, this time, this month, and, yeah. and she made such great moves. The kids loved it. Uh, and they helped to commit it to memory. So she did a great job, yeah. and, and it was awesome cool. to see the kids. And Ella leading them all. Yeah, it was fourth, so cool, man. Our fourth graders leading the way. I love yeah. it. And I enjoyed the, just the eating together and all the food, and it, just, it was a great time to just hang out and eat together. And then love the kids' craft area with, with Catherine and, and uh, Kevin Douglas, who did the, um, uh, the, the little balloon animal type things. And that was, that was a cool area for the kids as well. Obviously, the egg hunt was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of work to pull pull that off. Who were some of the people that I think came here at, what, 5 a.m., 6 a.m.? How early were they uh, helping out? We had a crew. Uh, it was, um, yeah, because you would know because I wasn't here at 5.30. So why don't you tell us all the early risers? <laughs> yeah, so we got here at 5.30. It was, it was a lot of setup. Um, John Simpson, uh, Clifton Brinzer, Micah, um, Casey Pisty, all here. James. Uh, James Hampton, yeah, all yeah. here first thing in the morning, setting up uh, the stage and bringing all the electronics out. So they, they were a uh, huge help, and, and they served the Lord well. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. And uh, we got to do a, a four-by-six where we had four speakers, each speaking for six minutes. Uh, and you're looking at three of them and hearing three of them. And uh, join, also my wife, Mary, I was speaking as well. So uh, let's dive into uh, some of our messages and talk about how can we help our church uh, make headway and have a takeaway. So um, Pastor Joey, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I, I just love Simon of Cyrene that he took up Jesus' literal cross and contrasting that with how uh, Christ uh, told, if you're going to follow him, to take up your cross and follow him doing God's will over your own will. Okay, so I feel like that's kind of hard to do. So, like, you know, you really want to do something, but you don't feel like it's God's will. So how do you get from going to your will to God's will? Yeah, and, and I had a gentleman ask me at the end of the service, you know, I feel like I'm doing good in my walk with God, but how do you know for sure it's really hard to distinguish if you're doing God's will or your own will? So making that jump, making that move to that, uh, what do y'all think about how do you differentiate God's will between your own will and God's will of knowing which one you're doing when you're really trying to pursue the Lord, but you're just not sure what you're doing? Well, so to know which which one is the will, uh, is that your will or God's will? I think first you got to be an avid Bible reader. You got to know the truth. Uh, you can't be set free if you don't know the truth. So it's taking the time to hear from God um, and pray. Say, God, I want to know your will. Speak to me as I open up your word and, and just seeking him in scripture and just giving God your time every day in prayer and Bible reading is huge uh, because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, but then also I think godly community um, is so important. Uh, David was missing it. 
He slipped with Bathsheba, but then he had God, the community, the prophet Nathan came and corrected him, and he was able to repent and turn from that sin. Um, and so you got to have God, the community in Scripture. Uh, any other thoughts there, guys? Any other thoughts? Yeah, one thing that I've heard recently is, uh, I think Jeanette Brown says it all the time, step out and find out. So mm-hmm. once you have God's Word and, and you understand, you have that relationship, you can uh, really start to hear what God is speaking to you, and then you step out. And if it works, just remember it worked and, and give God the glory. Um, and if it, it's, it doesn't work, uh, maybe that wasn't God's will. So mm-hmm. um, step out and find out. That's mm-hmm. always been a good That's one good. that I, I like to listen to. Yeah, one last thing on the message. I think, and this is just a tradition. You're not sure it's not in Scripture, but it's kind of neat that Simon of Cyrene's two sons were Rufus and Alexander. And in Romans 16.3, I think it is, uh, Paul gives a shout out to uh, Rufus and his mother, how she had been caring for him and, and, and the, her son Rufus. So I'm wondering if that happens to be uh, the same Rufus here. And it's kind of neat to think we won't know till we see Jesus one day. But, and also uh, church tradition shares that Simon uh, of Cyrene may have gotten saved when Peter was preaching at Pentecost and so we don't like I said we don't know for sure but it's kind of fascinating that those names were mentioned in scripture and I wonder uh, if they were mentioned because it was kind of helping other people that already knew that they Mm. were following Christ that's very interesting oh cool Uh, well Miguel what about your your message uh talking about raising up the bar for our parents uh how could we do that practically? Yeah, so I was actually talking with my wife last night, uh, reflecting on the message, and she and she had a point that I didn't have, and um, she was like, "Yeah, it's, it, sometimes you you think you're done uh, when your when your uh, kid accepts Jesus into their heart," oh. and and then I was like, "Oh, you're right." And then she went on. She said, "But then, uh, but then after they get baptized, it's another step, and they're like, well, there's no more steps, so now it's up to the Lord to continue to grow them, and so uh, just." just challenging, uh, continuing to challenge our kids. Uh, they, they want to challenge. And like you were telling me, it's either they're going to find their way to challenge themselves or they may start challenging the parent. And so, um, that's always something that, uh, you got to stay ahead of, uh, make sure your, your kids are, um, constantly learning. They want to learn, uh, and, but they need parents to help them and to lead them and to guide them. And I love how you use that goal illustration of raising the goal, you know, setting it goal higher. That was good. Yeah, and, and, and I think a kid can only reach so high on their own. And so just being that parent that's intentionally pushing them and, and challenging them and not in a way that, hey, if you don't show how great you are, I won't love you, but I love you so much that I know you can achieve more uh, and, and just kind of helping them in that. And I use the, uh, the visual of, of raising your kids up quite literally to, for them to slam dunk on the goal, but um, your arms get tired when you're constantly doing that. But that's the thing that you have to continue to do to, to make sure your kids are growing. And, and so it, it hurts sometimes as a parent to uh, have these daily steps that you're taking, but they're worth it. They're worth it. Yeah, I think of uh, Psalm, I think, 127, um, where it talks about how the, the man won't be ashamed when he stands at the gate because of his children. I think I was a train, train our children up. It's tiring and it's, it's hard. But at the end, um, when you're really needing them in their adulthood, uh, they won't put you to shame, but there'll be such a blessing to you if you raise them up right now. So, 
Um, what about Mary's message? Uh, she talked about um, the bag of offense um, and, and forgiveness. Uh, that, that's a hard thing to do to not hold on to all those offenses. So you guys have any thoughts of how we can help people walk in forgiveness and not hold on to f- offense? It was just uh, that she physically grabbed that brick and put it, you know, and, and got rid of that baggage, got rid of that stuff. And so the, for me, the takeaway there is continue to be practical about getting rid of stuff that you feel like is weighing you down in the Lord. Yeah, and I absolutely love that she's bringing uh, this because this was mostly a lot from the freedom curriculum. Uh, and, and we're seeing this on a weekly basis. Uh, I think each one of us are leading freedom curriculum. And in yeah. each one of those areas and in, in each one of those small groups, uh, we're seeing freedom uh, from these uh, of unforgiveness, of mm-hmm. taking offense, of living a, a life where you don't uh, or you don't live an offended life. So uh, I loved how she brought that out. It's great. Yeah, I love just like having the mindset of it's a trap that the devil is trying to get you to hold on to those offenses, and you and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're saying no, I won't pick it up. I'm going to give it to Jesus and, and walk in a position of, of being unoffended and, and giving other people the grace that God has given me, um, which is powerful. And, and then what about your message? Big takeaway there. Well, uh, I hope everyone can understand it. It's a little bit hard to follow a spoken word, but some, uh, some big points that I was hoping that people could grab um, is that the difference between subjective and objective, that our culture is so much about like, personal preference and your opinion and don't push preferences on other people and yeah we don't want to push preferences on other people but there is objective truth there's there's clear right and wrongs and we should unapologetically stand up for what's right um and, and not say oh well, you can do whatever you want and i can do whatever i want no there is a there is a creator and he has a clear rights and wrongs and we should stand up for those and protect the rights of others and and stand up for truth um and and william lane craig who I learned this uh, moral argument from, he says that often uh, atheists or other unbelievers will challenge you and they'll say, there is no good reason to believe in God. And he said if, if Christians just had a handful of just arguments, uh, good, sound, reasonable arguments to defend their Christianity, they would just have such more of a confidence um, and an ability to be able to stand up to um, the, the attacks on, on our faith. And so this argument, I'll just read it again just so you can think about it, was as the moral argument. It says, one, if God does not exist, objective moral values and duties do not exist. And then two, but objective moral values and duties do exist. And so if you follow that um, and think about both those premises logically, the conclusion is, therefore, God exists. So since there is those clear right and wrongs that everyone truly believes in, it points to that moral lawgiver who gave him in the first place. Yeah, and that's that's great. And one of the things I like that we've been doing is for the whole series, Who Do You Say I Am? We've been presenting apologetic argument, a defense each week, and we're going to do one again on Easter, part of the message. We'll, uh, we'll present another apologetic defense of the faith. And so I'm excited about Easter as well as we continue to celebrate what Christ has done for us through the death bear on resurrection of our Savior. Yeah, we hit on C.S. Lewis's trilemma, Lord, liar, lunatic. We hit on uh, Nabil Qureshi about Jesus' death, his resurrection, and declaring his deity. And then we hit on the moral argument uh, this Sunday. So I'm excited for next Sunday on Easter to see what argument comes up there. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. 
So we have uh, <laughs> a hook for uh, coming up for Easter. Why should people come to Easter this Sunday? Yeah, you know, listen, we're celebrating the resurrection of our Savior. Man, He is alive, and our lives are changed because of it. So you don't want to miss Easter. It's going to be amazing. 8, 9, 30, and 11, all three identical services. If you uh, Make sure if you, you have kids and you, you want to avoid the crowds and, and, and be able to uh, get out early, come to the 8 a.m. It's going to be an amazing uh, three services. Awesome. So if you want to make headway, church, you need a takeaway. So uh, Miguel, why don't you start us off? What was your takeaway from this Sunday? Yeah, uh, so my takeaway was uh, to, to take up that cross, to um, really make sure that everything that I'm doing, especially leading a ministry, it's not just surviving. It's, it's what is God's will with this ministry? What does God want with these kids, with these parents, with mm-hmm. these families? Uh, and so just just uh, just making sure I stay on that and, and, and follow God's will. Yeah. I think for mine, it's keep raising the goal like you with uh, you showed with your son Atticus. Just keep raising that goal. But it's really everyone within the church bodies. We're making disciples as we're helping people grow in Christ. We're helping lift them up that we're to uh, pour into spiritual sons and daughters who we've helped come to know the Lord. So that's inspiring me within my family, but within the church body as, as well. And mine was uh, with actually with Ella that we already talked about, the memory verse. Um, just to keep on with scripture memory with myself and raise the bar for myself, but also encourage my wife and, and my kids. I think Peter is getting to be at the age where he can maybe start memorizing some scripture um, and then challenge the youth group uh, to really start digging in and memorizing more scripture and raise the bar there. Yeah, and... and is that it on your takeaway? Mm-hmm. I just want a final thought, you know, of the people that came early. That was awesome. But I'm thinking about the safety team and uh, Bill Laracy and Earl. I'm thinking about uh, Patrick and uh, Adam, all the people on the, the parking team with the, the golf carts and uh, helping with all of that, all the food set up, all the tables set up, uh, all of the worship team. Oh man, I mean, they just, they're killing it for the Lord in an amazing way. So I, there's probably hundreds and hundreds of shout outs we can make there. Yeah. Thank you everybody for serving this past Sunday and Member Church, uh, walk out what Christ has put on your heart today and, and walk in that takeaway. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless you.